people judge, human beings don't elevate yourself to humanity, right? And that's one of the reasons, like I wear this bathrobe and the way I look, mm. don't judge this book by its cover. And I wouldn't judge either one of you, you know? Mm. Is Muhammad coming off as a hurt possible rapist? Yeah, but I don't, like, <laughs> if anyone in this room is going to be recruited by ISIS, Muhammad, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't judge. <laughs> I see the good within, you know? I mean, the explosive underneath my... <laughs> uh, yeah, metaphorically right. speaking, yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 The I'm... metaphoric explosive, you act like the CIA isn't listening to a podcast Not with far, a black no. and Iranian guy named Tehran. <laughs> They're clearly <laughs> listening to this podcast. So yeah. we are just joking, everyone. Disclaimer. Yes. Ha, 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 ha. Mahin Taj. شهپر محوش پریوش چه بد کرد غلط کرد شوور کرد In this episode, we tackle a question by Tyrone. Tyrone asks, I've seen pictures of Iranians blackfacing. What is up with you? Welcome to Ask an Iranian. Our aim is to get answers to your questions about Iran and Iranian culture. Or at least find somebody who can. We also can get you the Iranian take on things, such as which way is up. In this episode, we're joined by the hugely popular Iranian-American comedian Tehran Von Qasri. Tehran needs no introduction, so yeah. During our banter, we get into all manner of murky matters, such as... Iranian blackfacing, racial intersectionality, and contemporary changes in comedy. So let's cut this short and get to the fun. Let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the show. Uh, I'm recording the audio and uh, let's see how you sound. Can you hear me right now? One, two, yes. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That is... Oh, wow. You can count to ten? Nah. That's amazing, bro. Almost. Almost to 20. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'll get that. You'll get that. All right. So just um, if I say anything crazy, just let me know, you know, but personally, I blame the blacks and the Jews and the Persians. Of course. I just yeah, hate yeah. those people. But other than that, yeah, not in that order yeah. necessarily. So, but other yeah. Than that, yeah. Yeah. yeah and in revolving order. Like <laughs> yeah. I hate those people. But other than that, I love everyone else. Well, it's good that I, you're I, involved. It's not me. Yeah. Society. <laughs> it's not me. You know, yeah. that's how racism works. Oh, I'm an Iranian born and raised. I know we're shit. Yeah, yeah, but you're great. You know, you're a great Iranian. It's the Iranians that I hate. Yeah, of course. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. So thank you for joining us today. It's an absolute honor. Uh, I'm not sure if you actually remember. You and I actually met. It was at the uh, Laughter Factory. And I uh, had the unfortunate situation of being situated in the front row. And, uh, of course, I was all the way through trying to hide. And uh, you did. You picked on me. But that's okay. Well, that's how it works. If you're sitting in the front row yeah. at a comedy club, you are in the front of a water park ride. That's exactly. how you're going to get splashed. Mm. Get splashed. I got splashed. Works. I got mm. splashed. But we chatted. That's how it works. And yeah. We chatted briefly I, after. I remember exactly. I remember. I remember. Uh, yeah. No, I don't. I have zero clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have so many shows, so many people. And yeah, exactly. I, and I tend to remember the, the beautiful women and men the least like if you're good looking i don't remember you <laughs> yeah. nothing at all i'll take that as a compliment danny devito i will remember forever but if you're good looking i don't remember you at all we spoke about the attire i was curious what what's with that and actually because the first time i ever uh, saw you which i believe was on a video on youtube of laughter factory it's the laugh factory you're so oh my god you're so british you're giving it such 
Like, Such prestige. It's the Laugh Factory, the world famous Laugh Factory. It's of prestigious course. enough. Of course. Terrible mistake. I think I've even got it written in front of me, so I should be reading this stuff. Uh, yes. Laughter. I like the Laughter Factory. I do too. The Laughter Factory sounds like the version of it that will open up in Iran and India. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> the Laughter Factory. It has nothing to do with the Laugh Factory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, we need to get oh, on there. there and yeah. I thought I couldn't be offended. You just put Iran next to India. Uh, Iran is geographically next to India. If you want me to show you a map one day, I will. Well, a lot of Pakistanis are pissed off right now because you said that you totally discounted Pakistan. Yes, I did not discount Pakistan at all. I alliterated Iran <laughs> and India both start with eyes. I did not discount. Oh, ever. okay. Uh, the Pakistanis, their curry causes diarrhea, just like the Indian curry causes oh, diarrhea. Oh, oh, I have respect for both. You're right. That's a real thing. You're bringing back bad memories now. Hmm. <laughs> time on the toilet that works that's how it works the story behind the bathrobe a lot of people always ask about this they think it's possibly something i started doing when i started comedy or i'm doing it for comedic effect but actually none of that's true the bathrobe goes back with me all the way to high school so allow me to set this scene do this young tagron is the uh i think i'm the coolest kid in school i play basketball i'm so cool everything i do is cool in our school we had Subschools. So there were four subschools. The principal of the school liked me. The subschool principal loved me. Wonderful black woman loved me. Our administrator, the person directly responsible for us, hated my guts. Hated <laughs> me. Actually, absolutely disliked me. I, I thought I was Ferris Bueller. I was Zach Morris. I was every kid. I was Will Smith in Fresh Prince times 10. I was every kid who was just that, that slick kid. So he hated my guts. So it comes time to take the SATs. Mm. And in the instructional for the SATs, which is one of our definitive tests to get into colleges and universities, one of the instructions is dress comfortably. Mm. Uh, so half joking and half being serious, I just wore my bathrobe to go take the SATs. I was like, I'm chilling. Mm. I didn't know what to wear. When I get to take the test, and of course being half black, half Persian, I'm very late. I'm very close <laughs> to the time where the proctor is going to close the door and make make sure that I never take the SATs at all. The administrator tells me that I am dressed inappropriate to come in. I ask why, he says, because I'm wearing a bathrobe. This is not a bath. And I said, it's just, <laughs> it's basically just a robe. I mean, in, in, in the UK, you guys wear school robes all the time. Oh, I've yeah. seen Harry Potter. Yeah, I know how <laughs> that's what we do. wizard <laughs> robes look. Yeah, that's what you guys do. You get messages from owls, take these trains, and-, and yeah, there's one coming in right now. Yeah. I yeah. get it, platform nine and three fourths. That is how it works. Yeah, and if you haven't noticed, they do it in Iran as well. Except, I mean, they're more religious <laughs> schools <laughs> than uh, the other ones, and they wear like nice turbans as well. So, yeah. Oh, they just want to—they want to keep their head. They want to keep all those brains in their head. Yeah, That's why. Smart to do that. Yeah. Smart. Keep it dry. They sweat. That's how it works. Except, like owls don't bring messages. Angels do. So, yeah. yeah. Well, one of us here actually thought it was a homage to uh, Mozadek. I thought in some way it was you're continuing on. No, the no, greatness no. Of that. You but your story, your story is way better. <laughs> I'm telling you. So I'm going in, take this SAT. The administrator won't let me. I ask for the principal. He refuses to get the principal. The janitor who loves me runs, gets the principal. The principal, of course, allows me to go in because I made the case. I said, there's a girl here with booty shorts and a halter top. <laughs> She's dressed shorts. perfectly fine. There's a girl, there's a guy sitting here with swim trunks and flip flops on. He's just fine. If I take 
the bathrobe off, I'm dressed fine, but having more clothes on means I'm dressed inappropriate. That's a social construct. You should get that out of your mind. Exactly. I get to take the test. After I take the test, from that day on, I went and read, I read into the school into the school guidelines and I realized that wearing a bathrobe was not against school policy. So guess go. what I wore every every most every day to school except for basketball game days where I dressed up because <laughs> playing basketball is a privilege and not a right. I wore a bathrobe. <laughs> and the administrator hated it until my SATs came back and I got a perfect SAT score. Excellent. Barikalla. Mashallah. Perfect grade. Mashallah. <laughs> perfect scores and i play basketball and i'm a minority student i'm half black half persian half muslim half jewish the school all of a sudden loved me this administrator hated me even more the superintendent the school supervisor i won a macy scholarship they gave me this entire ceremony in the auditorium and of course i showed up wearing a bathrobe in which i gave a speech where i explained the concept of how social constructs will be the social destruct of the future and nice. how boxes are meant for things and not people. And the people who can't see beyond their box hmm. drag others into the dark of the box. And we cannot allow that to happen the whole time facing this administrator. And that's where the bathrobe began. It's Amazing. a legend. Oh, wow. I wore it to college. I wore it to law school. I wear it on stage. I've worn it in over 56 countries and over 2,500 shows. I wear the bathrobe. I'm a convert. I'm going to, uh, like, from tomorrow. Mm. Mm. And I'm nodding as, I, as if I'm understanding what you're talking about. Um, That's the point. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do understand words, but uh, I'm not really that smart to make sense of sentences. But, but uh, it's okay. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, right? I know. Probably a lot of our audiences are not going to know you. I am assuming. You're assuming incorrectly. They're all going to know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this guy's hugely popular. How do you me. identify? What are your pronouns? Yeah, what are the what pronouns? Do do? That's what we want to know. My name is Tehran. Mm -hmm. It's not Tyrone. It's not Tehran. It's <laughs> Tehran. I, my pronouns are he, him, or them, they. I prefer both, sometimes simultaneously. Oh. I like it when people speak about me in the second person while I speak about myself in the third. I like the whole thing. I am very open-minded when it comes to hmm. the good the concepts that are liberal and progressive. Yeah, yeah. we refer to ourselves as Persian girls. Sometimes. Uh, most of the time. Yeah. On the I can see that. I can mm -hmm. see that, especially from your noses. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's it. Can, you want a side view? There you go. There's a bit of a ski slope yeah. happening here. My side view wouldn't be much different than the front I think view. it's beautiful. I think... We need to stop giving in to the Western ideas of beauty and remain true to our true form. Mm, and besides, those nose jobs, that's not going to transfer to your kids. That's not genetic. Your mm. kid's going to go through the same thing. So it's better off to love yourself yeah. before you think someone else will. So you are better known for being a comedian. Oh, wait. I thought you're famous because having appeared on Shahs of Sunset a couple of times, right? Oh, no, Mohammed, no. Throw oh. in more. Throw in more. <laughs> <laughs> actually we were discussing this before recording i, I you're on it, i think two or three times right i was on the second season of shaw's there had a, they had a couple shows which featured me i've been on uh several shows simply because i actually know the gang i've known mm. that gang since i was a kid 
and they were the coolest thing in high school when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I'm from Washington, D.C., but they're in L.A., and my best friend growing up, his cousin is MJ, who's on the show, yeah. and MJ and Reza, and at that time, this is before Reza uh, was gay, MJ and Reza were kind of dating, it was a whole conversation, huh. and they were best friends, and I was there for it. We used to go and visit MJ and her family, and that whole side of my best friend's family almost every summer. And it was a wonderful time coming to LA, especially being surrounded by all those Persians that were very different than Washington, D.C. Persians. Yeah, every yeah. group of the diaspora has its own form of the Persian person. So Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. has the second largest diaspora in the United States. Los Angeles by far has the first. Toronto has the most in the world. And UK has its own version. Everyone's yeah, just interesting and dynamic. It's very fun. Yeah, help me out here. Maybe it's a bit of a not a nice question to ask, but is there some kind of hierarchy among uh, the groups? Do some people see themselves above others for whatever reason? Yes. So there is a hierarchy. Iranians see themselves above everyone else. Of course, of course, yeah. That's because we are. All the all all the other brown people. So Arabs, ah, Indians, oh, ah, course, yeah. ah, yeah, uh, Mexicans <laughs> and Latinx, ah, 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 other Persians, ah, yeah, ah, the worst. Ah. It's just so the hierarchy is the Persian is at the top and at and the bottom, the bottom at the course. same time, and and we place them there. We place them <laughs> yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Let's get intersectional within the Persian community. Was the hierarchy there? So every group in the Persian community that has a strong Persian community thinks of themselves as the best form of the Persian. So. In LA, they think they're the best. In DC, they think they're the best. In Sweden, they think they're the best. Some of them are the hottest. I will give them that. In the UK, they think they're the best. In Paris, they look down on everyone. Of course. Because they also speak French, and that's how French oh, works. Hold on, you said French. <laughs> okay, carry on. Sorry. Sorry. That was actually that was actually a French word in Farsi, which is crazy that, that you pronounce you pronounce it correctly. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, our audience might not have picked that up, but yeah. that was yeah. definitely there. Yeah. No, Exactly. <laughs> that, well, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I said. Yeah. Somehow hidden okay. between the and the. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting to me when people who aren't Persian think that the language sounds like that. When, in my mind, Farsi is one of the most beautiful languages on the planet. And when I say that, it's because if you understand the subtleties and the tones and the inclinations of Farsi, you realize how much of a complete language it is. Mm. We can say things in Farsi and communicate ideas that you Mm. cannot. They're ineffective or inexperienced in the English language. And the English language is great for writing laws, Mm. but the Farsi language is great for communicating feelings Mm. and emotions. True that, oh, as well as poetry and literature. Yes, exactly. Um, dare I add Kosher in there? I mean, I, it's meant as a good term, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's pussy poetry, yeah. right? That's how good yeah, the I Persian mean, language is. The Persian language is very flowery, much like its people and the symbols that we put on the table for half scene. It's just a, it's a wonderful language. So when people say it's like. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you very much. That was a. Can you live? Yeah, Taran was actually giving me a huge compliment there. I mean, yeah, those who don't speak Persian didn't quite catch exactly. that. Yeah. But uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Good. Can you live better. without spitting? The answer is no. That's why it's so great. 
my, my favorite thing to do is speak Farsi. And then people are like, what'd you just say? And I'm like, nothing. Just plan the next attack. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you reminded me. We watched a video yesterday when, uh, what was it you saying about the terrorist? <laughs> like, you don't know. I'm the bomb. Maybe I am. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That was great. We cracked up at that one. I actually don't put a lot of my comedy online because it started turning up all over the place. All of a sudden, there was someone in Idaho who was half Persian, half Italian. That's half kebab, half spaghetti. <laughs> and it became a thing. And I was like, that's... Uh, so I took a lot of the stuff down. Uh, oh, that's to, a shame. Exactly. From Laugh Factory and Comedy Central. But don't worry. I will be creating a lot more com content. Oh, you're teasing us now. Can you tell yeah, us more? With the pandemic. Well, with the pandemic, content is truly king. And therefore, yeah. if anyone follows me on Instagram, knows that my stories are, are where it's at. But now I need to up my content creation game. And there's so many wonderful, of course, in the black community, there's a lot of creatives. But in the Iranian community, there's becoming a lot of creatives as well. You have mm. people like Farzi Loco, yeah. who's creating and mm. being fun. And Persian AF, who's creating and being fun. And Tara Girami, who's creating and mm. being fun. So content is king. And I've been fortunate to get to know. And I know all of these people from a long time ago and get to work with them. So... I'm going to be creating a lot more content this week. Excellent. Well, we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, we did a, a little bit of research, checking out some of the videos online. Yeah, there wasn't too much to look at, but it looks like more is coming. And now you've given us a lovely list of people. Mohammed, how many yeah. of those? How many of those people did you know? Mm -hmm. Many. I'm way, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm way out of the scene. Who are those people? I know Persian AF. Really? And, oh, Persian uh, AF. I think you I've should seen. definitely check them all out. And Nazani Noor. There's this entire generation of young Persian creators who are creating and making things mm. happen. And even though on the outside, clearly I'm mixed, I'm half black, half Persian, but on yeah. the inside, all of us, including yourselves, we're mixed, you're mixed too. Mm. We're, we're all born and raised with these two different cultures clashing within us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't get me started on that, bro. I'm <laughs> yeah, half everything. <laughs> I want to say same it's in the head from your bubba. I got the same ones. And yeah. so that's what makes my comedy so relatable. Yeah, yeah. And I get to travel the world presenting and telling my perspective. And it's so much fun. But with the so pandemic well. and everything shut down, thank yeah, you. But yeah. my, and it's always been about the live show for me. People become true fans when they come to the live show, like you did yourself. Yeah. But the fan. concept is the concept is now we realize social media has leveled the playing field and we have to create this content. So mm. don't be bitter, be better. I'm going to create. Oh, there you, go. you preach. I'm hearing that. That's how we roll. That's good. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, yeah, in a way, I guess, uh, I guess for us, ask an Iranian podcast did kind of, uh, you know, all the extra spare time of not commuting and doing all the other bits and pieces like what do we do and like half the world we decided to do a podcast and then two weeks later regretted it but hey we're here now and uh, <laughs> and it means we get to uh, speak with you which is which is a huge honor so uh, yeah we're happy about David. that have you ever done voice over work your voice is amazing oh get it's out like of the, here Tehran please no it's like the, <laughs> it's, the it's the like perfect British voice. Like when I imagine a British voice, it is your voice. <laughs> really? I go to England now and everyone's like, why do you speak like that? I'm like, speak like what? I'm like you've got this weird American way about you. I've been hanging around with this guy too much. And uh, yeah, a lot of uh, Iran a lot of Iranians who speak 
speak English or speak English with an uh, American accent. So I kind of, you know, blended in a little bit. And now mm. I take that to England. And now the English don't think that mm. I they, fit in. So I don't fit in anywhere you know? anymore. You know, I'm just... <laughs> Now you know how I feel. Yeah, exactly. how that works. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the world of Sarah. Yeah. It's so interesting to me when Americans meet British people and they're like, oh, your accent's so lovely. It's like, you do realize we're the ones with the accent, right? They invented <laughs> the language. It's their language. It's literally called English from England. Yeah. There has been a couple of times I've been in bars in America and they, uh, they all say this, now say this, now say that. I'm like, you're going to have to pay, honey. You want any more of it's this? It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst, especially when it's not a pretty girl. It's yeah. the worst. It's, I, they get me to do that with Farsi all the time. And I'm like, I'm not a pet dog for you to tell the bark for a treat. And then a very beautiful girl comes over and all of a sudden I'm like, I was working for me. Oh, yeah. oh. Like all of a sudden I start all while off. wagging the tail. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. For that. That's how it works. That's the downfall of being a stupid guy is we just <laughs> yeah. do we give it all up. We will give it all up in a heartbeat for, for a beautiful woman. Oh, for a big butt and a smile. That's what Belle Biv DeVoe warned us against so long ago. Belle Biv DeVoe is, a, is an R&B group from the United States. They sang this very popular song, Poison. I know uh -huh. you're not used to it. They're like the Beatles, except black, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, right, okay. I'll be searching those guys. I'll be searching those guys. Well, you mentioned about the ladies there, and I'm sure you have a plentiful supply uh, of these as well. I'm, I'm curious. We did, a, uh, we did a show about uh, things you should be warned about when dating a Persian girl. Um, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, when you're dating a Persian girl, be warned. Their Bubba, their father, their Bubba has done everything for them forever. So <laughs> yeah. if you can't do that, don't be there. Like when, when a guy's <laughs> exactly. like, you know, when a Persian Bubba says things like, <laughs> hey, Hey, babe, is just not going to cut it. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. understand? It's just not going to cut it. Exactly. Like, That's it. You've got to compete with the father. just gave up their soul and died for their daughter simply because they went to the bathroom. You think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You think what you're doing is going to be the level of yeah, love? Up that no. game. Up you're going to have to make it happen. 100%. Mm. You're going to have to up that yeah. game. Yeah. Or sacrifice. Any method of sacrifice. Run right in front of 100%. them. 100%. Grab the knives. Bring it to your throat. Get ready. 100%. Yeah. Exactly. So all those, and I'll tell you something, when people talk bad about Persian girls, that's one of my biggest pet peeves, simply because Persian girls are absolutely amazing. And in fact, in Iran and the di diaspora, the strength of us Iranians as Persians, as Iranians has always been the women. The women are the ones leading the way. The women are in the country uh, fighting for their freedoms and ours. The mm -hmm. women are outside the country becoming heads of NASA, JPL, Boeing, yeah. and, and Google, the women are actually some of the most amazing on the planet. And I feel and that any prize winners. A, and Nobel, Nobel get, Prize yeah, exactly. winners, Shini Yabadi, yeah, exactly. and Nasrin Sutude, and exactly. the list mm -hmm. goes on. And the thing that I always present is not only are Persian women amazing, and not only should we not talk bad about them, because if we talk about bad about them or any marginalized community, then other people 
will ride that wave and think it's okay to do so as well and disrespect them. And that is not, but most importantly, because most likely they're going to be the ones making all the money. So you're going to want to kiss up now. You understand? You're going to want to kiss up now. Just kiss a little less, just stay home. Just clean the floor. <laughs> exactly. You know, maybe you want to wear the Rusetti. Maybe you should just, just play <laughs> yeah. your part. I'm taking just note. play I'm your taking part. Note. One word. You're not going to outdo them. <laughs> Actually, two words. Bend over, motherfuckers. <laughs> the motherfuckers doesn't, don't, don't, don't count. But, that that, that, well, that was mean, a lot of syllables. That was a lot yeah, of syllables. Yeah, I mean, told you I was dumb. But anyway, <laughs> I was raised by a single Iranian mom because my dad knew I was going to be dumb. He hated it. He basically faked a car crash and killed himself. So, <laughs> I mean, they go to lengths. They so, go to lengths. Self-deprecating yeah. humor. Self-deprecating humor is the best kind, unless <laughs> yeah. it's not funny. So yeah. That wasn't funny, but I appreciate it. Hold up, be more is that there. You understand? And honestly, Inshallah. if you had told that joke to him, mm-hmm. and I was your father, I would kill myself in a car crash too. No, <laughs> no offense. That My joke father was, was a smart communist, so yeah. he did that preemptively no another thing for you actually Mm. uh and i'll email you this later i know the number to a great therapist trust me you can go and unpack all these feelings that you have there you go muhammad i keep getting rejected i actually uh have to fill forums after forums after forums before getting rejected by every therapist okay and the same thing happens with girls and consent and it happens you just have to live with it that's how it works absolutely that's why i also identify as a horse (laughs) <laughs> i mean i might get a at least somebody riding on my back <laughs> oh, oh god that's why you said it's a bend over comment i get it you've been to jail absolutely yeah. i understand <laughs> oh, god. i'm here for you brother Muhammad, carry on this is uh, this is this is helpful for you it seems like i'm gonna burst into cry so burst into tears rather you see that's how shit my english is oh no you know what Muhammad? it's actually not and that's another thing that i i actually has have as a pet peeve when people are speaking a second language and they have an accent when you hear an accent when someone's speaking that means they speak more than one language that means they're twice as intelligent when it comes to communication and expression than you are Mm. if you only speak one Accents are some of the most beautiful thing. And when people mispronounce or misspeak, we shouldn't criticize. We should help them. Mm. That's how you get better. That's how we got better. That's how we learn. Mm. And so when I hear people speak English with a Persian accent, I think it's amazing. I think it's beautiful. When I hear people with American accents speak Farsi, such as myself even, I think it's amazing. I speak, I think it's beautiful. That's don't put each other down pull each other up and so i appreciate you knowing that it's i'm about to burst into cries (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah yeah well his his uh vernacular is way better than mine and uh i remind him of that frequently but hey you know he wants to beat on himself as we just heard so hey uh, whatever you do in private and your sexual preferences none of my business mohammed do what you want to do, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I kind of injured myself. My hand is... I get it. Yeah. You can beat yourself, you know? And, and who who has it? You know? Don't I don't I don't judge, bro. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. We do. I judge. You David do. pretends it doesn't, but uh yeah. I'm one of those uh Karkari and Gilisas people's that you know pretend they don't judge. It's yeah. the truth of people, we judge, which is why the concept of 
people, people judge human beings don't elevate yourself to humanity, right? Mm. So we try our best not to judge, not to judge books by their cover. And that's one of the reasons, like I wear this bathrobe and the way I look, mm. don't judge this book by its cover. And I wouldn't judge either one of you, you know? Mm. Is Muhammad coming off as a hurt possible rapist? Yeah, but I don't... Like, <laughs> Such an accurate description. What? I mean, wow. How, how, how the fuck do you know all these things about me? If anyone in this room is going to be recruited by ISIS... Muhammad, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't judge. I see, I see the good within, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I try, I try to as well. You mean the explosive underneath my? <laughs> uh, yeah, metaphorically right. speaking, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. The I'm... metaphoric explosive. You act like the CIA isn't listening to a podcast Not with a black and Iranian guy named Tehran. <laughs> They're clearly <laughs> listening to this podcast. So. Yeah. We are just joking, everyone. Disclaimer. Yes. Ha 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 ha. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I have a few more. Ha ha. Oh, yeah, ha ha. Uh, yeah, that one. Uh, so get off our backs. Get off, get off <laughs> <our backs. laughs> wrong laugh, wrong laugh. Turn yeah. it down, turn it down. So, uh, Tehran, we watched a video where you were tested, tested as being, you know, how Iruni you were, uh, and you, you scored high on the Iruniometer. Uh, but I, I thought to myself, like, surely the test is about Taroth. More so. I'm curious. How's your Tarov? My Tarov game is amazing. My Tarov game is amazing. Tarov, for those who don't understand, it's basically when you go to a Persian person's house who spent the entire month cooking all the <laughs> food least, they could yeah. get their hands on, and your job is to not eat any of it. So <laughs> it's a clash. They try to feed you, and you try to not eat any of it, even though you're hungry, and they don't want you to eat. So mm. that is the game of Tarov. It's actually a great board game if you have <laughs> yeah, an app. Exactly. The Tarov app <laughs> is to get very on fun. Yeah. It's such a good thing. It's called Qabeli Nadere. You can get the app. It's on i uh, it's on <laughs> iTunes right now. Are, are you kidding right? me? This it's actually exists? No, it doesn't. That's called comedy, David. Catch up. So the concept <laughs> Keep up with the improv. Because uh, there's, there's like dollar signs in my eyes now. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, it's cool. It's smart, right? Yeah, yeah. It's smart. Yeah. Oh, baby, now did it. Yeah, Do exactly. you put ketchup on spaghetti or not? I put ketchup on my pizza, buddy. Pay oh, he's true. Yeah, there you go. That's the test passed. He's one of us. Yeah, forget the Tarof. That was it. <laughs> straight, <laughs> straight up. Urgent pizza is amazing. Now, but, uh, if, if we're not mistaken, you uh, came to Iran uh, when you were six years old and then again when you were eight years old. So, uh, um, how how early on was Tarov sort of integrated into your life? And uh, you're quite the pro, of course. I was a kid. We Tarofed at home all the time. Uh, we Tarofed yeah. at home all the time. My Baba would say, Tehran, go cut the grass. And I'd say, no, Baba, no. And he'd say, Tehran, go cut the grass. I'm like, no, Baba, no, no, please, no, Chuck. Get it time. You go cut the grass. And he'd be like, you go cut the grass. And I'd be like, Baba, I know what you're doing right now. You're Tarofing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, were, were there any other than, if, if I'm not mistaken, from the video we watched, you uh, watched a poor uh, sort of lamb get slaughtered before you, or a sheep? Uh, and uh, yeah. what other weird things stuck out from that period? Anything sort of that your bubba didn't prepare you for that you sort of stumbled yeah, there upon? Was a, there was a there was a lot of things that I wasn't prepared for. For example, you know, growing up in the United States, I was used to eating breakfast. Uh, breakfast a cereal, breakfast, even if it was pancakes, French toast. And if we wanted to get very international, we would have noon panier hendune, which is mm. like, like amazing pita bread with some 
feta cheese, and some watermelon. Mm. Uh. Mm. Have you ever had a cow's head and eyeball and testicles for <laughs> breakfast? No, not until Iran. Exactly. When they try to give me Kale yeah. at six years old, I thought it was a satanic ritual. What are we doing here? How was this breakfast? I think we should lead up. I think we should, it shouldn't be, it should be past three. It shouldn't be before 3 p.m. When exactly. you eat a cow's whole head, you know? Yeah. Just soak, just a soaked head. Where it's just like, eat. Like, no, no, I'm good. What is this? Fear factor? What are you guys trying to do? <laughs> that was I'm precisely fine. my problem. I came to Iran and being very ignorant of the place when I arrived at, at 25 years old. And then uh, this massive spread was put before me. And, and, and there's like, oh, what's this pasta? Baba June. And he's like, oh, that's the sheep's stomach. I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> I'm good. I'm like, what's this? What's, what's this bleeding stuff here? And he's like, oh, that's the liver and all the rest. I'm like, mm, okay, cool. And I'm like, oh my God, there's a jaw. There's a, a jaw <laughs> of an animal in the middle of a plate. I'm like, what the hell? is that he's like don't talk too much just eat this shit okay <laughs> so uh yeah like you it's shocked with the mm. food yeah mm. of course it's like what are we conan the barbarian what yeah, are we doing exactly. right now for yeah. breakfast my problem is isn't even the food so much as the timing yeah this is, is the no it's uh, it's a time zone difference we we are eating them in the right time in a wrong time zone <laughs> yeah, it, just... uh, it sounds like an iranian thing to do be that late that it mm, has exactly. to adapt yeah, exactly. to a different time zone yeah. i get it yeah. I understand. Even this podcast, I was late. I thought this was yesterday. I just showed up today. You know? I'm black by and us. Persian genetically. I'm designed to be late. And I was fine by us. Gave us more prep time to prep for things that we're not asking you right now. Yeah. So for example, None of them. None of them. All I've learned in this entire podcast is bend over, MFR. Like that's the only exactly. thing. Well, yeah, yeah. That's us summed up pretty much in uh, two yeah. words. So uh, yeah. That's that's us. That is what David and I have been fighting about the past hour because I don't judge Muhammad. I don't judge. <laughs> yeah, because <it's> like, <laughs> but uh, if the, the one thing that is on the list here and does kind of relate to uh, turning up in Iran and being a bit ignorant about the way. I thought you were going to say it uh, does exist on the lip and does have to do with bending over, but go on. Uh, and we can tell you that story yeah, as well, Tehran, but, uh, but it's, it's got some painful memories. So uh, we'll, we'll I've avoid. been all over Iran. I've been to Ghazvin. I know. I yeah, did exactly. It. I think yeah. it's a beautiful city. I think it's beautiful and they're beautiful <laughs> people. So I don't, play, I don't play those games. Yeah, and some of them are really gentle. <laughs> I love they them. Go, they're they very go, helpful yeah. and they're good people. And, you know, it's crazy. Uh, the amount of money that I found on the floor in Ghazvin was... Right? They just, what are they? They just got holes was, in their pockets? What's it's going amazing. on? I was bending over, picking up money everywhere I was going. I felt like I was just the most fortunate person in the world, and I loved it. And Ghazvin <laughs> is one of the <laughs> yeah. most beautiful cities I've ever been to. Esfahan is one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to. Shiraz, oh, one lovely. of the most beautiful Love cities I've ever been to. Mm. Abadan. One of the most uh, beautiful cities I've ever been to. Yeah. I just, Iran is just a wonderful place from Shamal to Junub. That's amazing. From Shah to Garb. It's you... just an amazing, beautiful place. Will we be having you here anytime soon, do you think? Are you in Iran right now? Yeah, we are. We're in Iran. Yes. No, no, you're not. <laughs> not. Like, I don't understand what you think is supposed to happen. Like, why would I go to Iran now? See, the most interesting <laughs> thing is the Iranian government. I don't get into the politics. I simply support the people. Mm -hmm. The Iranian government can be temperamental at times. Mm -hmm. And I and people are like, oh, they won't give you any problems. You should come. First of all, uh, they say things like, come to Iran, you'll have fun. I have fun here. 
<laughs> Things about, like freedom and liberty. Like I have fun. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. But secondly, they'll be like, trust me, they won't give you any problem. Like if I show up and they do, can I be like, but Bobak on Instagram told me you wouldn't give me problems. You guys know Bobak? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Bobak said no problem? Okay, go. Like yeah. that's not going to happen. No, but seriously. Uh, I would love to come to Iran. I would love to come to Iran sometime. Yeah, I mean, come to Iran. We're going to pursue in different ways because uh, David and I, we're not going to be able to say no to the Haji when he says, did you manage to lure him into Iran? So we, oh, please do. do. So you guys are getting paid to make sure that I end up in Iran. <laughs> yeah. You're like, trust me, we, yeah, yeah. we have this amazing hotel ready for you. It's called Hotel Ebin. You yeah, go red inside, carpet. Red carpet. So yeah. perfect. You never come out. Just yeah. trust me, go. I mean, <laughs> if they pay us, it's going to be a bonus. But uh, we have loved ones. We don't want them to be uh, chained to the radiators in the basements for longer than they are already. <laughs> So, I can make jokes like this. You guys are there. Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> guys, this is getting dark and I'm getting a little bit freaked out here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so Tehran won't be coming here because of the uh, hashtag free Tehran, which is <laughs> yeah, yeah. scenario. Who, nobody wants the free their name hashtag running around. Absolutely. And we don't, we don't blame you. Uh, stay away until it's safe. Yeah. We'll see you there. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, actually, it's very interesting. The free Tehran hashtag was actually started in Esfahan, which is very fun. You know, <laughs> yeah. they heard the word free and they were like we like this one yeah nice oh we already have uh the hashtag free ask an iranian so yeah we put that out there preemptively ready up. ready That's for the yeah. ready for and that uh situation. we got crowdfunding accounts set in places for <laughs> the, uh, the inevitable not yeah, the possible the like <laughs> the legal fees that we have to pay and uh etc etc Okay. Okay. Well, wow. this is getting good luck. Took a turn, guys. We took a turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Bring it back, David. Bring so, it back. So, yeah. David. Okay. Yeah. Let's get back on track, let's guys. Go back to so, class. right, yeah. this one time when I was in Iran, right, and this, <laughs> like, no. So when <laughs> I, when <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah we're fucked we're fucked it's yeah. basically is the mm. way that's going down uh and, may, and maybe i'll be fucked in other ways when i explain to you one of my when i first came to iran stories uh which was which was they made me do something tehran we have this practice they wow you know new year's coming and oh. uh, and you know where I'm going already uh, with this one. So I was at a work event, and and they thought it'd be funny to get the semi-English guy to dress up for the uh, No Ruse work event and, in red. Uh, in red. Mm -hmm. And then they decided to paint my face as well. <laughs> uh, oh, you went blackface. You did blackface. Uh, I blackfaced. There is photographic evidence, unfortunately, out there uh, that hopefully isn't being duplicated. And I had no idea until recently. I think it was about six months ago. You did a uh, you did a show with somebody, and you were speaking about Haji Firuz, which is the blackface scenario for Iran, which we'll get onto, no doubt. And yeah. um, and, and I, after the show, actually, I think during your words, I sent a message to one of my friends, Iranian friends in America. I'm like, 
is Haji Firuz racist? <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and he's like, well, yeah. And it kind of <laughs> read out the sort of song that comes with it. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, I was like, okay. Yeah. Listen, okay. Yeah. So, me, so Haji Firuz, the concept is, Haji Firuz is actually an instrumental part of the Persian New Year celebration. Haji Firuz mm. is the kind-hearted, spirit soul that basically provides the fun entertainment energy mm-hmm. for Noruz. Haji Firuz is wearing all red, wearing blackface, but possibly from the suit from the chimney, possibly because they were an African slave remnant, but it predates American slavery mm-hmm. by 1400 years, mm-hmm. 1500 years. Yeah. As, as far as we know, at least, and it possibly, predates it for 3,500 years if we go back to the Sumerianness of it all. Mm. Haji Firuz originally did not start out as a racial, racist concept. And it's not fair to hold Iran to the Western standard of civilization mm. when it comes to its cultural norms. Mm. Fitting however, a bit better now. <laughs> yeah. However... Okay. Oh, there's a however, bro. <laughs> However, we are now, (laughs) and the world is a small place after all. Mm -hmm. And now the concept is if you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. And while Haji Firuz was not meant to be racist, it has become racist. Mm. How do we know? Because when you speak to the people in in the Junub and they're called Haji Firuz because of the Mm -hmm. tone of their skin, Mm -hmm. you realize that it now has carried over into a racial connotation. That's why it should be denoted. It's because in the United States, we realize that blackface has been used to marginalize and diminish as mm. well as minimalize an entire community of oppressed black people in the United States. Mm. This is why it should be abolished. Mm. Blackface is not fun. Blackface mm. is racist. Yeah. Even if it wasn't an origin, it has become. Now, we've seen examples of this before. The swastika began 5,000 years ago in India. The swastika Mm. stood for good fortune and good energy. Mm. That's what it stood for. It adorns temples all over Mumbai, Bangalore. Mm. I've seen them. Punjab. Oh, and and Persian Persian architecture and artifact from uh, two millennia ago as well. Exactly. Mm. Because it was a symbol of good fortune Mm -hmm. and good energy. And then we get to the 1930s in which a Nazi Germany and an Adolf Hitler take this concept and pervert it, Mm -hmm. causing it to be the symbol of death, destruction, and Mm -hmm. evil. Mm -hmm. And guess what? No Indian would wear a shirt with the swastika to the gay and be like, but I don't mean evil. No, no, touch me. I don't. That wouldn't happen. We would be aware that same Indian person with that same accent would be aware, even mm. that person would be aware of the connotation of the symbol that they present. Mm-hmm. So as Iranians, as Iranians who in the hierarchy of the brown see themselves at the top, why can't they understand the concept that all the other browns in the middle and the bottom have understood yeah. for the last 50 years? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not even a conversation, I think, probably, because as I say, like only until I heard you speak about this, I believe you suggested something like the chimney thing or like, you know, it's like Chashambesuri, which we have like the night of 
fire and flame or a red night, I think it translates as, uh, the last Red Wednesday, I think it is. But I thought, okay, it kind of relates to that and it's about fire and fireworks and, and I never sort of put two and two together, unfortunately. But that's not your fault and that's actually a great thing. That's why I do the comedy that I do. That's why I create the content that I create. There's a saying in Farsi, can be woken up but a person who pretends to sleep can never be woken yeah and that's where we are now yeah. it only took you to be shook by a tehran one time for you to wake up yeah why are so many people pretending to still be asleep here here's the concept though and it comes back to comedy good comedy makes you laugh great comedy makes you think and when it comes to comedy Making fun of people is not funny. Bullying people is not funny. Hurting yeah. people is not funny. As a comedian, I don't make fun of people. I have fun with people. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. You're picking on the other. Mm -hmm. And when you're picking on the other, you're punching down. Punching mm -hmm. down is not comedy. Punching up is comedy. The low-hanging fruit mm -hmm. is not yeah. the fruit you pick because it's the most rotten. It's the fruit at the top of the tree. That's the one that's the juiciest. That's the one that's worth climbing for. Mm. So climb, climb. There's nothing wrong with being respectful, being mm. inclusive, Absolutely. including everybody, making everybody feel welcome. Mm. Because a, a man would understand this, but a good man would put it into action. Mm. So just mm. be a good man. It's actually the Persian way. Exactly. Good thoughts, good words, good deeds. Yeah, exactly. So put that into application mm. and realize that picking on people for their differences is yeah. marginalizing people for their differences. It's not just about diversity. It's about inclusivity. There's a difference. Taryn, I'm curious, as, a, as an expert in this field, as an excellent uh, comedian, I'm wondering if there's shifts in what is considered funny these days and, and maybe i'm a bit cynical and and i'm seeing a sort of shrinking of an area of what's acceptable comedy and like you say like being able to joke about things to be uh, you know the you know good comedy makes you think maybe i'm wrong and i hope you can tell me that i'm completely wrong and maybe i'm being cynical sure. but i'm i'm seeing like the comedy that makes you think that area is shrinking well then you're not paying attention to the to the great comedians you're not paying attention to dave Chappelle. Hmm. You're not paying attention to Bill Burr. You're not paying attention to Mehran Modiri. These comedians who are amazing, brilliant minds. Yeah. Wanda Sykes and Whitney Cummings. You're not paying attention to these great, great Tara, minds. I agree. And all of the people you listed, I'm a, a fan of all of those people and watch those as well. Sure. Maybe I should have framed it slightly different, the question, because maybe it's the platforms or the the uh, areas by which people create comedy. They don't want to necessarily support those and and my understanding of this would probably be related to like bbc comedy for example sure. where, whereby they won't want anything that's contentious they want things that do tick certain boxes again i hope i'm being very cynical about this but i think the areas by which comedy exists and we see this with a cancelling of shows so for example faulty towers a hugely popular show in the UK uh, many years ago, have had a show taken off from the BBC and they are being pressured to have retrospectively comedy shows taken out for being now inappropriate. Is there a difference here? So a lot of people don't understand the difference between censorship and respectfulness. This is the concept. Don't be bitter, be better. The problem isn't 
The problem isn't that they're offensive. The problem is they're not funny, especially when you measure them by what are you making fun of? Who are you having fun with? Who is the joke actually about? Today, you can have conversations just make the topics funnier. And we see this pendulum swing. 20 years ago, speaking about the LGBTQ community, speaking mm. about gay people was very common. People use derogatory terms towards gay people very often. Mm. And that derogatory term came with a laugh, but it also came with a consequence. Violence against gay people was rampant. Mm. We see that toned down now. Let's not forget that simply 10 years ago, gay marriage was illegal in the United States. The pinnacle of freedom, liberty, justice, and the pursuit of happiness. Gay marriage was illegal in the United States 10 years mm. ago. That pendulum has shifted. The pendulum's yeah. shifted because of the pushback. The pushback evened the field in the middle. Mm. As the pushback came, we realized that even in rap songs, slurs against gay, lesbians, bisexuals, trans people started becoming lower and lower and lesser and lesser. Yeah. We saw that happen in public. We saw that happen in our own verbalization and yeah. communication. There was a time where kids would look at something they hate and be like, that's gay. Now they would never say that unless the thing that they hate was sleeping with a person of the same gender for some reason. <laughs> yeah. That's the concept. Hmm. But things are still funny. Yeah, yeah. Things are still funny. But when you said they're funny, funny to who? Was it mm. funny to everyone or was it just funny to you? Mm. Because mm. it didn't pick on you. Yeah. Was it funny to that Native American or to that uh, African American or in the UK, the Afro-Caribbeans or the Pakistanis? Was calling someone a towel head funny to the Pakistanis and the Indians that were harassed by the police mm. for wearing their turbans that is part of their ritual religion mm. was that funny to them probably yeah. not so where do we get this from how do we understand it when we used in iran when they made fun of the turkish person for having an accent or the Azeri person and the turkish person was was unintelligent and the esfahani person was cheap and mm. the the abadani person was black who was who were those jokes funny to were those funny to the turkish person who makes, this, makes Iran a great country, who's been as much a part of Iran for the last 2,000 years as any Persian? Was it funny to the Kurdish person or the Ayamani person whose family has been generationally a part of Iran? Was it funny to the Esfahani person who's been giving their life and their, their, their money to charity? Was it funny to them? Probably not. So the, the only thing we can do is don't be bitter, be better. Be funny. Include everyone. Yeah, I think the internet meme is you call it cancel culture, we call it accountability. But you mentioned about a pendulum swing there. And, and actually, that's exactly how we phrased it, I think, a couple of uh, episodes ago, where we discussed the Overton window, forgive the terminology there. But, but as far as cancel culture, probably, you know, some of that accountability being maybe a little bit rampant. And maybe that's what I was sort of uh, getting at there. And, and therefore, maybe organizations looking to sort of preemptively avoid some people that are going to be like, he said, like, you know, the word pink, and that means this to me. And therefore, that is upsetting for me. And, and therefore, some of it, like either institutions or organizations or places, you know, they're going to be like, okay, well, let's err on the side of caution. And therefore, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but this correct. But Let's look at who's getting canceled, right? Let's look at even your show. Uh, you spoke on 
Faulty Towers, which of course is an amazingly good show. It's very well written and funny. It had uh, John Cleese in it and and Ballard Berkeley and Andrew Sachs and, mm. and Connie Booth, these classics, these legends in comedy. Yeah. An all-white cast, an yeah. all-white cast. Now, you've been to London. Is London an all-white city? Uh, at the time, Faulty Towers was filmed more so. Bro, but... <laughs> really? In 1975 to 1979? Yeah, 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 yeah. Think about this. Think about in 1975, the racial problems that were existing in the UK. Clearly, mm. it wasn't an all-white city. So already, that's part of the problem. It, they didn't reflect yeah. the times. Much like the show Friends in the United States, mm. they lived in New York City and didn't have a black friend mm. or a single black person live in their building. Yeah. How is that even theoretically possible yeah. lord of the rings you have six lord of the rings three of which do not have a single black character at all so you're telling me in middle earth which is a fictional world there were dwarves and there were elves and there were talking trees and wizards and flying lizards and rings that made you invisible but not a black person whose reality and whose fiction are we uh, actually but to be concerned? fair the wishes people from the east were kind of like like we are so we were kind of represented with elephants and whatever. So. <laughs> exactly. But look how you're being represented, though. That's the concept. Mm, and yeah. if we don't believe that representation matters, every time an Iranian person does something great, all of us wouldn't say, you know, that person's Iranian, right? You know, the CEO of Uber is Iranian, right? You know, the creator of eBay is Iranian, right? You know, the VP of Google is Iranian, right? You know, Hamid Haddadi in the NBA is Iranian, right? If representation did not matter, then mm. why do we feel that pride? Mm. It matters. Yeah. It matters. So even a show like Faulty Towers, which came out in 1975 and lasted until 1980, look at the time frame it came out. And that's why it's off television. Mm -hmm. It's okay to learn new things. Yeah. It's okay for the world to change. And just like any, any growth and maturity, it hurts just like puberty does. Mm. It hurts and it's going to take time. Yeah. But eventually we'll get there together. My advice would be don't, don't divide unite that's how we should be and we shouldn't make fun of any single group of people except for the chinese they gave us i'll go the south park method insult everyone and therefore you're fine. <laughs> yeah you're fine <laughs> but the truth is we should include we should be inclusive and just allow and there are so many things on this planet to talk about that if you need to talk about race as your sense of humor then the problem isn't everyone else. At some point, mm. it's you. I think you sum it up quite well with the punching up, and that's how I look at it. You know, you, you need to talk, I mean, you know, talking truth to power. Unless you're married. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless the Iruni wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're if you're married and you're short and your wife is taller than you, don't punch up. Just don't punch. <laughs> yeah. That's not funny. That's not, that's not funny. Yeah, yeah, like that. That's not funny. <laughs> you don't do that. Do not do that. Yeah. That, that's the comedy I kind of enjoy. Like Stuart Lee is uh, one of my favorites. And I think he very cleverly sort of puts puts you in the right place for that type of a punching up comedy. He lures in your uh, nascent racist ways to sort of come out. And then he makes it at the end of it, you realize like, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, what's the, I'm the what's arsehole here. Stuart Lee. Uh, Stuart Lee. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check him out. He's... I'm very. When it comes to British comedy, I think British comedy is brilliant. That deadpan humor, 
Ricky Gervais and Jimmy Carr are two of my favorites. Oh, they're great. Yeah, yeah, amazing. They're yeah, amazing. Ricky Gervais is, and they punch up. Yeah, yeah. Ricky Gervais with the uh, the Golden Globes. I mean, he is oh, amazing. My God, that's oh, he, brilliant. He's like, and that you invite me back here. He was <laughs> amazing. Like, yeah, making fun of a group of entitled privileged people. Exactly. That was, and everyone who watched thought that was amazing. Exactly. No yeah. one canceled Ricky Gervais. And then, no and one can. He's uncancelable. I can't even exactly. say that phrase. But uh, that's because he's that funny. Yeah. He's cancelable too. He's just that funny. Yeah. That's the difference. He's that funny, and it's the new generation is extremely informed and educated, and and we will progress. We have changes. It always happens. It happened when polygamy turned into monogamy. Mm. It happened. There was that change. Like, why can't I have four? Hundred wives. Uh there was a change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Is it four hundred now? Hang on. Oh, uh, it was. Oh, okay. You're two hundred years late, David. Exactly. When uh, it went from hunting and gathering to farming and then the industrial uh revolution, it was like the world's gonna collapse. Yeah. Planes. Oh no, the world's gonna collapse. Every every step, the future looks bleak and the past looks bright, and the present looks like we're falling. Yeah. The truth is we can fix all the problems in the world if we work together. Teron is more than a uh, comedian. You hide it in comedy, but you're the inspirational speaker. Of course, I don't know whether I just insulted you by calling you <laughs> by calling you that, but it's that was actually just to let you know, David. That was racist. I didn't want to say. <laughs> yeah. That. Oh, I thought so. That was, that was, ra that was racist. <laughs> it's amazing to get a sort of uh, an inside view, as I say, because it's a yeah. big question I have about the way the comedy mechanism seems to, uh, in my mind, appear now. So it's great to be able to get your insight about that, and it's great to that you're so positive about that and have so many great positive things to say about that. So uh, hopefully this is going to rub off on Mohammed here, who's going to not cry so much. Uh, burst into cries. He's going to burst into cries. I'm burst into cries. Yeah. Mohammed is wearing a scully and he doesn't have waves. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, because if I take I it off, I mean, the light above my, uh, you're gonna the see. overhead li uh, light is going to reflect off my head. He's going to look uh, like a paid man bag. bald. You're yeah. Persian. I yeah. get it. He's going to look like it. a hazrat or something if he takes yeah. that off. Yeah. Some <laughs> hazrat somewhere. Was <laughs> bald, I'm sure. His head looks like Maud Amazon. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a good looking head. It's yeah. a beautiful head. Uh, Thank you. I know you're very busy. We we don't want to take too much of your time, but uh, you mentioned in one of the videos that we Actually, watched. it's pandemic. Be caught on, Bubby. There was the... Uh, and, um, now you've made me lose my train of thought. It was about the... Mohammed helped me out. It was the... Yeah, what was it? What was it? What was it? The smart novel. I Allah, heef shudde dige. You're going to come off and you're going, oh! Oh, that's exactly, yeah. Oh, no, that was it. In, in this video that you had, you said nobody asks you about your beliefs. Uh, and I asked you, actually, when we chatted on Twitter yesterday, I was like, what do you want us to ask you? Uh, so, and interestingly enough, I think that's probably, and correct me if I'm wrong, or answer both of those questions, um, you know, uh, your beliefs. So, you know, devout Muslim, when you came to Iran like me, you got the snip snip, that happened, and uh, you never looked back, right? Uh, actually, when it comes to my beliefs, uh, in my family, my family is part Muslim, part Zoroastrian, part Christian, part Jewish. I wow. have a lot of respect for all religions, but that's not what I meant by the end of my, ah. my 
Well, I carefully worded it. I just say beliefs, but then I tainted it by adding Islam. <laughs> yeah, you, you added religious belief, but the truth is, is people don't ask me my beliefs. And that's why, that's actually why I do comedy is because nobody asks me for my opinion. Mm. But with comedy, I sprinkle a spoonful of sugar to help that medicine go down and mm. I give my opinions anyway. Mm. And that's why I do comedy. So if you really want to know my beliefs, mm -hmm. come to a show. Uh, and I've been there. I've done that. And actually, I think you've been uh, sprinkling them all over our conversation today. And it's interesting. Been, uh, it's interesting when it comes to religion, how many people have asked me, Tehran, are you Muslim? Tehran, are you Jewish? Tehran, are you Christian? Tehran, are you Buddhist? Are you? And the, the one thing no one ever asks is, Tehran, are you a good person? And that probably matters more than all of the other things. That's because combined. we know you are. That's very obvious. That, <laughs> yes. so we Honestly, I wear ask. a bathrobe and I, I live near an <laughs> elementary school. Maybe I'm not the goodest guy in the world. You know, maybe, maybe someone should call the cops. Maybe someone should wonder what this guy is doing. Maybe uh, we should ask more questions. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's what it is when it comes to when it comes to a lot of a lot of people. Oftentimes I find people aren't listening they're simply just waiting for their turn to talk mm. and with comedy we get to be the ones who are talking so hopefully my perspective can lend a different view of the world and relatability of one another and we hope it does too you've got many great things to say so i guess i guess that that question that you always wanted to be asked was if you're a good person or not but what else has come to mind as far as something that... no I, I promise you that's it the question is what are my beliefs? You have to come to a show. Come mm. to a show and you'll find it all out. Mm. Okay, great. Well, oh, at least in bits and pieces as I go along. Yeah. yeah. David can. Probably I will never be able to. But, uh, Mohammed, Omidvam, Yekruz, Iran, and Banam, Bazaran, by Hanus Toro Davat Nimkona. Hanus Toro Buruz Mam Nui. Go Hanus Buruz Mam Nui. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe you want to explain what Gal Tag is. Gal Tag is like a criminal murderer. It's a criminal oh. murderer. Like it's Dude, a, don't say that out loud. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure the authorities here barely <laughs> speak Persian. I mean, let alone English, but still. It's a thug. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that's a shame. You won't be, uh, I mean, you know, things could change and who knows. Could be uh, doing a bit of Vegas time yeah, here in Iran. Uh, think weirder things have happened, but I very much doubt <laughs> anytime soon that, that that would happen. But um, it would be it would be amazing. Yeah, Muhammad, what yeah, have we done? I was by the way, just to let everyone know, I was kidding about Muhammad being a call talk. Call talk needs Muhammad. Jenayat Kar is a criminal is a legally charged term. So, so yeah, so it's not like murderer thug. Yeah. Yeah, you're a criminal. Yeah. Like, you know, felonies and misdemeanors. Mm, mm. Yeah. Where I'm on the spectrum of being a criminal is to be determined by a just judiciary system. So don't judge me. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The kind of judiciary system we have in Iran, it works perfectly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely um, just. Completely reliable. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Is there a cause you guys are like? Darren, you're all no also noted for your splendid wares. And uh, in one of the videos we saw of you is the Persian is the new black, I think it was. And uh, in our uh, upcoming episode, which will be out by the time anyone's listening to this, we we sort of, uh, we did a show on code switch. Yeah, that thing, that thing people do where we're jumping, which we're doing throughout this episode. We're jumping between languages here. So we, we're putting a few of these on uh, t-shirts because, hey, we've got to get some money somewhere. We Like, how much have we made so far, Mohamed? Minus... Dollars? <laughs> Some, yeah, dollars in yeah, Iran, you can buy a house. Exactly. The problem oh, yeah. is, it's not in Iran. It's, not, it's yeah, the problem is, you can't get it's it. It's a Iran. number on the <laughs> website that we don't have access to. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. worried for that. Yeah. That's going to get frozen out when they figure out what's going on. But, Mark, um, Mark, yeah, but uh, yeah, so we uh, so we put we're putting some phrases on uh, t shirts. And uh, we were wondering if if, uh, if you've got anything interesting, code switch or otherwise, anything you want us to put on a T-shirt and we can uh, say, yeah. I got you. If you can put on a T-shirt, uh, once you go black, you never go back. Once you go Persian, there's no other version. Oh. Bitch, I'm both. If you can put oh. that on a shirt. Bitch, we will try that out. We will try. We'll see if it gets past the uh, store that we put that on. It's a little wordy, but I feel like if you just abbreviate it or use acronyms, people will get it. Okay, so we'll we'll get that one. We'll try and get that mm. one made and try and get mm. that one sent to you as well. And then uh, you can send us the evidence as to whether that's resulted in uh, Well, actually, no, don't send Thank you. Don't send hashtag, hashtag bitch, I'm both. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> bitch, I'm both. We have a Jigar, Jigar or Jigar? Jigar, Jigar, t-shirt on our cleverly store. placed where the Jigar is actually. Yeah, we overdid that one. Is the Jigar on your balls? Like, is it just <laughs> where your liver should be? It's where the it liver should be. Depends on where. The, depends on it. But sure, it's actually that's actually smart. That's a smart shirt. You guys are in Iran, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Good. There's no intellectual property there. I'll be stealing that here. You Thank that. you guys for that great idea. I've got, got the app. It. We got the app from you. So the uh, Toroff <laughs> app will take. You can have the t-shirt. We're even. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually came up with this obnoxious idea of having a t-shirt saying Jiga because the R in the end would make it offensive. What do you think? Yeah, no, actually, you know what? This is a great... Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I have to take this. It's Martin Luther King. He's turning in his grave right now. So, <laughs> oh, God. So let me just ask Martin Luther King. He's actually... He actually died again. He actually died again. Thank <laughs> oh, you, Muhammad, oh. for making that happen. You actually killed him. You assassinated him again. Great job. Well, honestly, honestly... It's not punching up. <laughs> no. I'll tell you a rule of thumb. If you have to ask if it's racist... It's probably racist. Mm. No, I know it's offensive. So You know what? For example, if you were making a shirt that said Salam, mm -hmm. would you be asking any of these questions? Would you need a Persian black guy to validate you? No, probably not. You would just say, oh, Salam. You know why? Because it's gender neutral, mm. much like the Farsi language. Mm. And it's also uh, racially neutral, which is the best parts. Because when it comes from my own peace of mind, I agree to disagree all the time. Mm -hmm. If you tell me you think LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan, I have to agree to disagree. If you tell me that is better than Gorma Sabzi, I have to agree to disagree. Yeah, <laughs> You're wrong, but I agree to disagree. If you tell me, okay, is better than Paris Police, I have to agree to disagree. But when it comes to racism, mm -hmm. sexism, homophobia, misogyny, anti-Semitism, I only disagree mm -hmm. fundamentally against those things. And if you're my friend, you would be too. That's mm -hmm. all. 
So as far as your shirt goes, on a scale of one to 10, on the, on the offensive side, it's probably a three. But the fact that you're concerned about it is what makes it an eight. There you go. Because if you didn't think it was, if you didn't think it was offensive, you would have already done it. If yeah. you didn't think it was a problem, you would have done it and then found out. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, t I gotta tell you, David pulled a break, so he's well, the bad I, guy I, here. I think uh, Mohammed so, was yeah. enjoying a moment of creativity that he felt. Okay, concept one, concept two coming together equals this, mm. and uh, yeah, so uh, we'll stick to the. But honestly. Honestly, it's very creative and it's very cute. I'm not against the concept. I'm against you questioning it because that's what makes it. If you have to question, ask the question, then that's the problem. Mm. If you're asking questions, then you already know there's something. Yeah. And that's what the concern is. Mm. So it's okay. I'm sure there's, you're a very creative person. You're not a good person. I gave you credit, no, but yeah. David's the one who stopped it. Well, uh, as long as I'm a person, as long as at, at least you consider me a person. I mean, my mom doesn't. I do. So my Bobom now, Bobom he's good. Exactly. Didn't make okay. the cut, then, Mohammed. Yeah. Or maybe uh, it did. Maybe it'll be on the Tehran website because guess who could make that shirt all day? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You'll be you'll be wearing that on stage and like you like this shit. <laughs> like, the guy who originally created it can't claim it because yeah. he's going to sound like a motherfucker. <laughs> actually, actually, I won't even give that much credit. I feel like the guy who originally created it is me. <laughs> I'm still wondering though if I need to get a Torquehar t-shirt done for myself because I am half Torquehar. No, that, that's the thing. Torque bahush, Torque well, this is what we say to one another: is, is the uh, my, my my uncles <laughs> my uncles joke with one another about about how much talk. No, no, no. Amwat are amwat Amwat, of course. So many people, so many people are willing to change the world. So few people are simply just willing to change themselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. So since we realize racism is prevalent. Be the change. Actually, there was a podcast I was listening to today that was talking about intention. And there was a, I think it was a New York Times writer that was kicked out recently because about 20, 30 years ago, he used the M word in an article. And I believe it was paraphrasing. And like I say, with the Turkahar, like it's the intention. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not suggesting people go around saying these things, but in a paraphrasing uh, scenario, is, is, that, is that even like, you know, no better, do better sort of scenario when you're just quoting someone it's always no better do better mm. it's always no better do better and in general in all aspects of life the, the interesting thing about life is we don't have time in our lives to make all the mistakes of in the world but we do have time to learn from everyone else's mistakes no better do better yes excellent points yeah it's enlightened me and hopefully our audience as well Muhammad's looking up which yeah, normally should, means uh, hang on a minute because it's it's applying to him in his own life. He's thinking about things like rape. Like what? No better, do better. Oh. <laughs> but that yeah, gets in I the way of the things I want to do. <laughs> I saw that horse the other day. But anyway, turns out I Taran, am. Taran, you're doing asshole. me. You're doing me a favor here. This has been a long, a long amount of work with Mohammed here. And uh, <laughs> well, that's yeah. the thing. I have an interesting perspective. I have a perspective that most people in the world don't have. Mm. I get mm. to see the world from a very different view. Mm. Most people are, are in boxes. Mm. They are in boxes and they are in specific 
they only see the world from a specific side. Mm. And even if they try, it's from here or from here, we're all looking at the world in this, even though the world is a much bigger place. I just get a much wider view because of who I am as a person. Mm. But it's very easy once it's communicated, Muhammad is a good person because the fact that even this, he's even thinking about it and it even has any effect on him at all, shows that he's a good person, that he's able to think, understand, and comprehend. So now what he does with it, that's the difference. Yeah. Know better, do better. Yeah, and excellently put. I think the way you turn the tables around and make them personal scenarios, I think is a very clever way of, of putting people into other shoes and uh, yeah, making the story personable to them to really do that. And I think you've excellently done that. And I've learned from that now. Every day I'll be... Uh, Meeting Mohammed with a, no, he's not that bad. His heart's in the right place, you know. <laughs> so Mohammed's a great guy. I've seen him before. Mohammed in China, in Barty, damn it, yeah. in KKK videos. Oh, yeah. that was, yeah. It was those the eyes. Yeah. It was yeah. recognized. I, it's the eyes. I can tell by the eyes. The yeah, because I don't usually know how to wear, I mean, I do the white Arab dress right, but yeah. I don't know how to wear the turban. So sometimes I confuse uh -huh. it a shape it in a different way to take me places. But that's the thing. See, this is comedy. Muhammad's a, a great guy. And so we can, we can punch up. We can have fun yeah. with Muhammad because he's actually a good person. I wouldn't be able to do this with people who are actually in the KKK or actual murderers or bad people because they would take it personally because accountability will always feel an like an attack when you're not ready to accept responsibility. And that's how it goes. But that's why it's simple, simple concepts. Simple concepts, and they're concepts that we've had as Persians the entirety of the time. It comes down to very simple, very simple ideas, yeah. and we complicate it so much. Um, I appreciate all of you for your time. Thank you so much for having Thank me on your show. Thank you ever so much for joining us today. Tehran has been... You all are amazing. It's been inspirational. And thanks ever so much for giving us uh, your precious time and uh, yeah, for joining us today. I hope our audience has uh, learned as much from this as we have. Thank you. And uh, we're, we're really excited to see all the upcoming uh, stuff you teased mm -hmm. in earlier. So uh, yeah, get uh, with the content is king. We're looking forward to seeing all that content and I'm sure it will be king. So uh, yeah, thank you once again. Yeah. And, and uh, Since you guys are in Iran, since you're in Iran, can you explain something really quick to me? I heard a joke in Farsi. Sure. There was a guy as Yarumi Porsan, what does that okay? Guys, my name's Tehran. Find me across the board at I am Tehran. Tehran, like the capital of Iran. If you don't know how to spell it, just watch Fox News. It'll be on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all. Thank, Thank so you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. It was really fun. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Take care. Okay.